0: Live from my bedroom, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. man how are you
1: what's up man how you feeling
0: i am i'm good this is this is different uh this is different for you all who will be tuning in you will be seeing us a lot more often shout out to the visuals but um we're back and we are busy busy is back ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 26 the first episode of season two of stay busy with the boy armand sadler i am still armand sadler host (laughs) head honcho vegan chorizo poppy all that good stuff. I'm here with my guy, my boy, still here, still doing the thing, the studio rat himself. You've seen him (laughs) on IG story behind the boards, working. Nicholas Early. How you doing, my brother? What's going on, everybody? How you doing?
1: How you doing? Uh, Yeah, Nick Early. I'm executive producing, co-hosting. Really, really glad to be back. It feels like we're back home, you know, doing what we do, giving y'all the, giving y'all the stuff. Uh, the tips, the tricks, the the conversation. Um, so I'm really excited to be back. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it, man. We have a lot to cover today
0: yeah 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 so shout out to all of you tapping back in for um season two and all of the support and love we got during season one as we were finding our footing in this podcast network um so many different podcasts and different people have given us feedback and promoted us and posted us on their stories and asked us when we were coming back because we didn't plan for our our break (laughs) to be this long so we're glad we're glad that you all were interested and still wanted to hear us talk so and any new new listeners who may be tapping in for the first time shout out to you we hope you enjoy it. We hope you stay. If you don't stay, tell us why you're not going to (laughs) stay. We want to know how we we do it a better podcast for you. Of course, shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. Still, if you don't know by now, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all of the platforms that you would like to use, and you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. As we said before, you can see us now. We got to give a shout out to Zoom, who I think has their stock has probably risen so much over the last six months uh, with with quarantine and people going from just conference calls to birthday parties and weddings and (laughs) happy hours. And and now... like BET and all these different um, big companies were holding their award shows through zoom. So it's just like, the possibilities are endless, um, man. So I, I wonder if you guys are still poaching your eggs or if they're, if, if they're scrambled <laughs> or if they're fried, are you still eating steak that's breathing? Are you, are you doing? The <laughs> thing? I, I had some sliced mm. lamb meatballs the other day that were fire first oh, time so- having lamb meatballs. I didn't know that yeah. that was a thing. Now I don't know if I'm ever gonna want to eat any other type of uh, oh meatball. To be honest, <laughs> um, and you know, all you people who are Giannis fans, you know, I'm oh I'm gosh. I'm gonna give y'all a hard time. Yeah, he's MVP, he's go. Defensive Player of the Year, but the Bucks, they're not in, in the playoffs right now. Just okay. like another team isn't oh, in the playoffs right we're now. We're not doing this.
1: This is huh. what we're not doing.
0: My 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 beloved American That's co-host first. is a Los Angeles Clippers fan. Man, how you listen, feeling?
1: Listen, you cannot phase me. I was, I'm from LA. I grew up a Clipper fan my entire life during the Shaq and Kobe era. Every joke, every everything, I've heard it. Y'all can't get to me. You can't get to me. But no, in all seriousness, I think it's, uh, of course, my clip was disappointing me again. But it's been seven years with Doc, Doc. I mean, after he dismantled Lob City, I was kind of like, "All right, let's 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 move it on with him." But enough of you know, <laughs> of that. Um, just a sort of side thing, but let's go Clippers.
0: So for next year, we've been out of the office for three months. In that time, a lot has happened in our lives and in the world. As you guys know, I was set to interview Pusha T. That interview did end up coming out. I also got to speak with Rob Markman uh, this summer. And Nick, if you follow him on IG or if you follow, um, <laughs> uh voicey voicey if you follow him on voice <laughs> being he's been putting in the work every single day but being out of office for three months you know when you come back to work after vacation them emails are flooded exact. <laughs> our inbox is bugging right now so we're gonna get to these emails and i think the best place to start is just verses, man uh when, when we when you know the pandemic first began uh, Timbaland and Swizz came together and just put on a, put on a, a beat battle for just just for the fans, just for the love. And then over time, they got other artists to come in. And since we've been gone, Versus inked a deal with Apple, which is incredible. They're verified on IG and Twitter. You can watch the Versus battles directly on Apple, and they're just a lot more recognized by the the, mm-hmm. the the entire world you know so much so that people are calling for like a britney spears and avril Lavigne verses and all that you know <laughs> and you know we're, we're trying to kind of keep verses with, with within the culture well people are you know because I, I, th- I think there are a couple exceptions that that are valid and we, we've covered that but um yeah, yeah, yeah. man all of that to say shout out to them for what they built in in just a few months time right, uh, right. there were some incredible battles while we were gone as well patty labelle versus gladys knight hmm Brandy versus Monica, Rick Ross versus Two Chains, DMX versus Snoop Dogg, Fabulous versus Jada Kiss, and Alicia Keys versus John Legend. Which was your favorite of uh, of, of the ones we missed?
1: I really, really enjoyed, of course, Alicia and John because they had like the two pianos in the room. It just looked beautiful as well. Um, I really enjoyed that one because they were also singing live. I mean, a lot of them have been singing and performing live, but it was really nice to hear the singers sing live. Um, I didn't actually really catch Fab and Jade. I was in the studio. Whoops. Um, but DMX and Snoop, I really enjoyed that one. That was a yeah. really good one. Uh, Ross and Chains, it was, it was fun. It was kind of more theatric, you know, with Ross. It, it, they're just theatric guys that I like. Yeah. Uh, Brandy and Monica, of course, you know, I was tuned in the you know, whole time. I was in the studio. <laughs> I went to the side room to just watch the whole thing for like two hours. Um uh, you know, we're gonna talk about Brandy in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patty versus Gladys, I was in and out on that one, but I, I love their music. Uh, grew up on it, so yeah, yeah, I really, really, yeah, I've had to say probably Brandy.
0: Yeah, and and we were still potting around the time when they finally brought people into the same room with yeah. um beanie man and and bounty killer yes. and now we got rick ross and two chains they were in the same room dollars being thrown strippers coming in <laughs> rick ross getting a massage, alicia keys and john legend sitting back to back playing the piano singing each right. other's songs so it was just it was it was a lot of a lot of love it's it's a big celebration and it's amazing and You know, it's created so much discussion, and I think that's really been so important in this time is just to show love to all these Mm -hmm. people. Uh, Because, you know, 2 Chains, especially, like going into that battle, people were like, oh, Rick Ross is going to wash him. It's like, do you guys forget what 2 Chains has given us over the course of of the last decade? And I think it gave people an opportunity to remember, like, yo, like back in the day, spend it, all all autumn tracks that we were really pumped. He's, yeah. he's got stuff. So got some
1: steps.
0: Yeah, and I think, and well, you know, we we're talking about it. It's it'll be interesting to see how versus kind of integrates itself into the new normal of of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, I think we're going to get live versus concerts or just some type of concept like that. Um, I so I think that, yeah. that'd be really cool. Um, and then, of course, the, the the acts who are kind of popular now, and seeing them in five years, and you know, kind of remembering mm-hmm. their catalogs and where we're at right now. So yeah, yeah. shout out. Overall, shout out to, to Swizz and Tim for what they built. And I'm looking forward to the next battle. I don't think they've announced who the next one is yet, um, but I'm sure it's going to be a banger. Um, let's get into some news. There was a lot of news, a lot of crazy stuff happened. Uh, this was a very, very tough situation. Um, our, our podcast is a very, very big fan of Megan the Stallion. Uh, we, we were we were potting when she had her contract issues uh, back in March and In July, uh, Tory Lanez was arrested for gun possession. And on that very night, there was a video that leaked of him and uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Kylie Jenner partying together. I think they were actually on Instagram Live together. Yeah. And then it came out that Megan Thee Stallion suffered gunshot wounds in her foot. And naturally, speculation goes everywhere. People thought that at one point, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion were dating. So there were just a lot of different narratives going around. Something that kind of really bothered me about the situation was that people kind of went to the jokes, like Tory, yeah. you know, Tory Lane short jokes, and like he had to shoot up at her foot and stuff like that. Like, sure, it's funny, but like at, at the end of it, someone did get shot. shot. Like, <laughs> like Meg had to post her wounds on Instagram because people thought she was lying, and I, I, I thought that was crazy, and tori just completely went silent like as as soon as it happened as as soon as the story came out tori went silent you didn't hear anything from his birthday passed and he didn't even say anything like like you know someone is either guilty of something or something something's going on if they don't even speak on their birthday
1: um, hash it up.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> So then Meg um, gets on her live again one day uh, a couple weeks ago and admits that Tori did indeed shoot her. And the only reason she came out and admitted it was because there were publicists leaking stories about Meg apparently assaulting him or saying that they were dating or Meg was cheating or Meg was jealous of Tory trying to get at Kylie Jenner. And me personally, I, I'm, I've always been interested in the fact that, like, you, we heard Kylie was there that night and, like, nothing of Kylie's involvement since, like, it's just like I don't know. That's always been something fishy to me, but I I I believe Meg. I, I think it's very unfortunate for Tory. We saw him really rising up during the pandemic with quarantine radio, with New Toronto Three, with everything he was doing, and then being on the front lines in the protests. So, uh, yeah, man. But uh, he he messed up. <laughs>
1: That's some crazy behavior, man. I mean, like you said, yes, it's just so unfortunate. Just the whole situation, but specifically like the, that you had to sh- you shot somebody. <laughs> Like, and I also here's the thing too. We don't know what's going. On. Like, we really don't know yeah. anything, and we don't even know if the narrative that was given to us has been like all the way hundred. There's major details that we're missing. Like you said, what was Kylie doing? What was her involvement? Like, what was the whole situation? So, I think obviously Tory's reaction of him being quiet. Everything's gonna come out. I think in the in the future, but uh, this is it's serious. I think yeah. I don't know if he will be able to come back from that. So
0: yeah, Next. Uh- but one thing we have to uh, give credit to is Meg's fortitude. Uh, right around that same time, WAP came out, uh, her collaboration collaboration with Cardi B. Now, if you've been paying attention, Meg's been collecting the infinity stones of uh, big, big women artists over the last two years, working with Nicki, Beyonce, and now Cardi B. Uh, WAP the video was incredible they both looked great Um, Kylie Jenner did a cameo appearance a bunch of different uh, women rappers did didn't uh, appear in the video and we do expect that there's going to be a remix probably featuring a lot of different women rappers Um, it's it's breaking crazy records it actually stopped the very next song that we're going to talk about laugh now cry later Drake featuring Dirk from going number one and Man. you gotta like that's a force if if, if you yeah. stopping Drake from going number one with with that video with just the rollout with just you know the it's pretty expected like at this point certain Drake songs you yeah, hear yeah. and you just know it's gonna go number one. But um, big shout out to megan cardi i love I love to see them working together um yeah. there there's there's so much unity within uh within women rappers that's right amazing. now, and that's what we need you know i'm I'm definitely hoping that along the way perhaps Cardi and Nikki can can fix things and work together because you know just hearing them on motorsport even if it wasn't uh like there wasn't necessarily chemistry or feel collaborative like just hearing their energy you know they could put together some some real fire if they if they really really linked up um but yeah Drake uh along with the laugh now cry later single also announced certified lover boy's album is coming soon a lot of people looking forward to that. A lot of speculation, of course. Uh, the single is going crazy. The video, he shot it at the Nike headquarters at midnight. Odell Beckham pulled up. Kevin Durant was in the video. Drewski was in the video. Just very funny, very like kind of cheesy, but in Drake's kind of way, which is like cool, cheesy. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I love the song. I've been listening to it a lot. Definitely looking forward to, uh, to this album. And it was a huge look for Lil Durk. Um, dirk has been making music for about 10 years now. And a lot of people still aren't fully hip to him, but that was a huge, huge look um, for him. And yeah, so shout out to him for that. Another thing, uh, which people might've forgotten because it's, it's June has felt so long ago, uh, J. Cole and No Name. So, <sighs> good lord, No Name tweeted that about conscious rappers who were being silent on certain matters. And J. Cole took it personally. And then he released Snow on the Bluff, I believe it was a three and a half, four minute uh, narration, just stream of consciousness, basically addressing how he didn't like No Name's tone in calling out people. Um, and he acknowledges that he might not be educated enough to speak on these matters. And he he, he felt that she was speaking from a place of privilege. And, you know, we, we should just kind of, you, you should kind of nurture people and not be so aggressive with it and twitter went up in flames <laughs> uh in flames. yeah following that no name gave us song 33 a much shorter offering like a minute yeah. and 10 seconds yeah, yeah. she got in she got out and you know it kind of us. yeah and while there was a big like while no names points were valid I think there was a larger issue that kind of seeped into this in dividing black men and black women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cole's timing in, in what he said, um, given the current uh, state of of it's the country, print. the riots, protests, police still killing black people, yeah. unarmed black people, young black women, like just the timing of it wasn't the best. But that's a hard conversation for us to have in general, like, I don't know if it'll ever be the right timing. I I'm, 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 I'm rambling. So please, what, what no, for, for
1: me, you know, I love, I really love Cole. Uh, my problem with it is Cole. First off to me, when I read the tweet, when I read her initial tweet, I'm like, wait, 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 time out. She never really added him. She never added him. She didn't, she didn't make no clear like this. I'm, I'm talking to you Cole type of wording. And so the reason, which is why I'm saying also is that as the consumers, as, you know, the gen pop, we don't get the full story. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is some sort of thing that happened to where where Cole was like, oh, she's talking about me. I have to respond, right? And I think what his messaging was, like, obviously we get, he was saying like, you know, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I'm just saying the way you're coming across seems condescending. I get that, but also we got to stop telling black women how they should react, right mm. that he would never do that to a dude it 's just mm. fact we wouldn 't do that to a guy we would you know what I'm saying, but always kind of checking a woman on her tone and stuff like that it, it doesn 't look good right, and especially doesn 't look good during the time of what had just happened like a lot black women had have, have really in this time i think taken on a brunt of the yeah. the emotional trauma and all the sort of things that happened because. You know, like we said, they're black and they're women. They just they have an experience that we even don't get, you know what I'm saying, as black men. And so um, I found it's like, even if you did need to say something, that's a, yo, let me get her on the phone type. Of, that's an off the books sort of conversation thing because, yo, hey, I respect what you're doing. You had a book club. You're doing all this sort of stuff. Like, I personally feel like, look, there's a lot of people out here who just don't know better. Yes, we're in the information age, all that sort of stuff. So there's no excuse for them, but they still don't know better and you're an educator, you're trying to teach people new things, I would, if I were you, you know, just, you you gotta understand your approach, know your audience. That's the kind of conversation I think he wanted to have. It just doesn't look good in a song. Yeah. It
2: doesn't look good
1: in a song, especially off a tweet that really wasn't, didn't say your name. Yeah. Which is why, like I said, my first point is that I feel like there might be something in between the lines that we don't know. Right. As, as consumers. So, I mean, at the end of the day, great uh, deal of respect for both of them. Uh, and I think they both have different things going on, you know, and their approaches of how they want to move forward. But it, it, it was just to me, it's just like, what are we doing here?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what are we doing here? So, huh.
0: yeah. And all that aside, I did enjoy the song. I mean, Cole's a great rapper. Like the the like what what he had to say and the way he said it, in terms of rapping talent, great. The timing and the way it made people feel, and like you said, just putting it in a song like that—that's that, a phone call. J Cole and No Name, we we know have some type of prior relationship um whether they're super close friends or just like but, but we know that they know each other and, and they're associated with people who who are close they to got of phone. you <laughs> know putting it in a song and then letting twitter get it just makes it a whole different conversation that becomes black women versus black men and then it also became a kind of stand wars like people who didn't like cole were kind of waiting for that moment to be like yeah you you guys hail him as this super woke conscious guy and like he's not that smart and it, it it just became nasty. It became a very, very frustrating yeah. conversation to, uh, to to look on. But it's uh, time has passed, and it almost feels like ancient history. Um, a couple more big news before we get into notable releases. I want to give a shout-out to Lil Baby. Um, his album, My Turn, went double platinum in six months, um, which is a very, very big deal. To provide some context for that, J. Cole's Born Sinner, released in 2013, just went double platinum. Now, of course... Streaming has changed the game a bit. The, the, uh, you know, the game is different. And I actually did some research just to provide some some you know comprehensive details for you all. Uh, everyone's aware that 1,500 streams equals one physical album sale. Now, I, I was always confused. I was like, well, do you have to stream every single song on the album? Can you stream one song for the amount of times that each song is like, for, for, for the amount of songs on the album? What is it? So it's minimum six songs on an album, on an album maximum 12 songs um to to count for for a stream so f- 1500 streams of at least six songs of an album so that kind of changes it you know that doesn't necessarily mean everyone is listening to every song on my turn he, yeah. he had he, he had some strong singles he put out a deluxe for it with we paid which uh was really good but still like if, if you just look at it on paper little baby went double platinum in six months huge accomplishment so i want to give a shout out to him um takashi 69 who i don't really care about Um, but I, you know, (laughs) yeah, his album flopped and I expected it. It's something that, that, that we've talked about, you know, when when you build your career on shock value and trolling and your talent level isn't, isn't that high and people aren't interested in your trolling and shock value anymore, we see that we see you for who you are, not that talented, just, just someone who's good for algorithms, good, good for clicks. Um, man over here
1: said, we're just going to let
0: clowns do what clowns do. Boom. Simple as that. Man, these notable releases. I'm I'm, I'm 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 gonna let Nick kick it off. Uh, <laughs> he's got plenty to say about this album. Actually, I'm sorry, no, no. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Travis Scott for partnering with McDonald's. Uh, the, the the Travis Scott meal. Even even if it's not an actual meal, even if he didn't do anything different, that's still monumental. That link up. There aren't too many people doing that right now. It's kind of like Drake shooting his video at the Nike headquarters. Not a lot of people doing that. So. It, it it shows that you're at a certain level of superstar, wh- whether you want a sprite with ice or not. Like, yo, I can't believe that was a menu item, sprite with ice. Like, thank you, man. Like, but anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: So, so I have a lot. Actually, and funny you said that, I actually had a lot of thoughts on this, and it kind of goes into our prior conversation about j Cole and just artists being like, should artists have like a social consciousness about what they move, their moves, and like how they partner with brands and whatnot. Travis has become this larger-in-life figure, obviously, and he's really ascended into, like, me and G were talking about, shout out G, we were talking about, like, in, you know, we have, the, of course, the three-headed monster in Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. But if this was, like, a, a tournament bracket, Travis would be a one seed in that other conference, you know what I'm saying, and that would be the four. And so as he's ascended into this this new stature, I think, that he's had, obviously, he's doing all these big deals, the, you know, Jordan and all that. The conversation I, I watched and they were talking about on Joe Budden um, about him, you know, partnering up with McDonald's and like, it's dope because obviously like for one person to partner with one of the probably top 10 biggest brands in the world uh, of all time, it's huge. You know what I'm saying? And for him to have his own meal, just pretty much for being cool and existing, type thing. And it was unique. I had a conversation, I forget how I was having a conversation with uh, about like, you know, I think it was seven. I think we we're having con- Shout out seven. We were having a conversation about uh, you know, being McDonald's is basically poisonous food. <laughs> 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 for lack of a better word. And it's like, should we be holding him accountable for partnering with a, a company that you know it's a nuanced argument? Should we hold him accountable for partnering with a company that's low-key killing the community? Mm. And so Obviously, I think, like, in one, in one side of it, it's not that serious. And then another side of it is just like, well, yeah. But then it's like, what do we expect from artists? Do we expect artists to have that sort of consciousness? Or is it, you know, I think Travis is one of those guys that I don't think he wants to have, he doesn't want to be known for having a social commentary on anything. He doesn't want to be known for, you know, making big social stances or anything like that. I think he just wants to be cool, right? And this is some cool stuff. But yeah. It's just something to consider. And I think it's interesting, the conversation, you know, because I was speaking about, to people about it. But, you know, obviously, it's a big deal for a black man to be partnering with McDonald's for just being himself. So all love to Travis um, for doing that. But it's just an interesting conversation to have.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I, did, I didn't think about that. that
1: yeah. I mean... Yeah.
0: <laughs> but moving on, mm-hmm. continuing with
1: the out of office segment, my favorite part, <laughs> notable releases. The most notable, <laughs> the highest, uppermost, uppermost release is Brandy's B7. I'm going to say that for multiple reasons. I think merit-wise, of all the things that we're going to talk about, it is the best. From the production, from the vocals, from the delivery. Now, I will say this. Brandy's music, I think, in general, you know, as, she's been, as she was younger, and I went back and did a whole deep dive, ran the whole discography. Her music, I think, may not appeal to certain people because I think as a listener, to appreciate Brandy, it's the subtlety, it's the nuance of what makes her so great for me, is that I've run B7 over and over, I mean, countless times at this point, and you find this level of nuance in her voice, in her delivery, in her tone. Backgrounds are just coming from everywhere, like little droplets, just like, that it's a true sonic experience and yes it sounds dramatic or whatnot but as someone who really loves vocals someone who really loves pan loves delivering all those things you listen to brandy you get all of that and she can kind of do everything she typically you know is just you know floating and doing whatever she does but she can run of course obviously there's runs and then there's brandy runs i've seen the it tweet it's like there's runs and then there's brandy runs the complexity is not always It's not about the complexity, it's about the layering. Like, she'll do a simple run, but it has so many layers. And each run, like, if they'll all do, you know, maybe like sing a unison note, and then at the end, three parts will do some crazy harmony part. It's just a lot of intricacy that the average singer is not thinking about and putting that detail in. And she's executing it with like perfect pitch, pristine, just the execution is always so high. And so I'm excited for her, you know, she's gone through a lot in her life. Uh, to kind of get to this point and like sort of, you know, people will say like, oh, she fell off her career. Or like, you know, she had this big delay in her career. She went through a lot. And to see her back doing what she's supposed to be doing and just kind of giving another push and kind of in a new rebirth of her career, it's just so exciting because she's so deserving. She's one of the best singers I've ever heard. And all the greats have said it. Baby Faze, Whitney was her mentor. Like all (laughs) these people have said this about her. And so I truly believe she is the template. Drizzy, Kalani, Tiana Taylor, all these people, Summer Walker—they source from Brandy. Frank, they so all source from Brandy. Like, let's never get it twisted. So, uh, I just want her to get her due. If you haven't listened to Beast Seven, stop playing yourself and and love yourself and listen, because I think you'll really understand um, what you I'm talking about based you, on those criteria.
0: You got any favorites? Uh, like, the three favorite songs?
1: There's a four song run. Right, I've gone back and forth with many people about this. I think it's a four-song run. Some people, there's, it's an indisputable three-song run, but it's a four-song to me. Starting with "Lucid Dreams," going down into uh, "Lucid Dreams," into "Borderline," into "No Tomorrow," ending with "Say Something" uh, on her track list. Listen to those songs, and you would just feel like a different type of, like, yo. What is this? What I've heard? You know, it's kind of like on, you know, on More Life. That like three songs at the end. is like what Sacrifices, Portland, and uh, whatever the other third song. Nothing
0: is. or something. Yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. It's like there's a run. I think it might be one before that. But anyways, the point is, everyone loves those runs on albums where you're like, oh, oh, this thing's stopping. And it's like R and B. You know, her like sort of experimental R and B where she's just like weaving in and out of it. It's it's crazy. Mm. I really love it. I think y'all would love it too. Check it out, uh, B Seven
0: all right b7 folks nick early everybody <laughs> listen, listen, sorry, not a game
1: yeah, i don't know where i stand
0: uh pop smoke released his first pos- posthumous album shoot for the stars aim for the moon back in july deluxe uh came out a couple weeks later um i really enjoyed it there was a lot of critique going into it before it even came out because of the track list there was a three quavo features there was a tiger feature future feature carol g um and then it leaked that the carol g song was supposed to have burner boy originally so there are a lot of people like oh what are you doing with pop smoke where are all the brooklyn dr- drill artists this that and for me you know just thinking about it thinking about his trajectory from welcome to the party up to when he passed he became a star so fast so looking at that track list da baby little baby were on it too it's like oh they're giving him acts to put to put him next to that they would put like these are people you would put a superstar next to they really believe pop smoke is going to be a superstar he was managed by steven victor working closely with push a t like so it was his his trajectory was basically out of there He was working on a collab project with quavo mm-hmm. and the project held up i really enjoyed enjoyed it um very soon after its release there was a whole controversy with um the there's a song para paranoid uh Young Thug, Gunner, and um, Pusha T was originally supposed to be on it. Um, And there were some bars thrown at Drake. And a lot of different things happening behind the scenes, a lot of different rumors and narratives. Pusha T felt like Drake was legally somehow keeping his his, his verse from coming out or something like that, stopping songs from coming out. So Push went on his IG story and said, you know, just take my verse off. And him and Young Thug kind of went at it. And I, you know, I on the one hand it's rap you know people are, are going to get their bars off push beat drake in the beef so i think he he's earned himself the right to go on a victory lap if you remember what drake did after he beat me he beat meek mill he was going crazy like performing back-to-back memes and everything <laughs> so it's like yo like like you can't yeah. see drake do that and then turn on be like i'll oh, push why are you still talking about it i just think the the timing being on pop smoke's first posthumous album we're really trying to celebrate him and his life and all he brought to the game um so yeah i just i I didn't really like the timing of it and i hated that that's what people were more focused on than pop smoke himself but shout out to him for that it did crazy numbers i think it was like 375 first week or something like that um so yeah shout out to him yeah another project which kind of uh swept the the timeline the world music and kind of out of nowhere like i i will admit i wasn't hip to to this person uh till the, the day their project dropped but flow millie uh how why are you here? that um, oh, yeah she's uh she's oh, dope millie. i i, I really dope. really i love her energy she sounds very she like she definitely reminds me of like city girls and meg but has her own swag and i i i really love this brand of like aggressive i'm gonna say whatever type of rap for, for women like just uh-huh. not just not 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 letting themselves be held back by societal standards and the music and be like I'm a, I'm gonna say whatever I'm gonna scam you I'm a, I'm am gonna do this I'm gonna do that like so yeah I really really enjoyed that project. Uh There were some people talking and they felt like she was an in industry plant. I don't believe that. Oh man, what are your thoughts on that? I I, I think we should at least explore it. You know,
1: uh, we can explore it, and I think it's it's just really quick. People just want to say anything. Like people want to. <laughs> They're shocked when people are good, you know what I'm mm. saying? They're just shocked and, like, like okay, this is a lot of discussion about invasion of privacy and Cardi. Like, people didn't think Cardi was an industry plan because you just bid prior to her coming up. But, like, mm-hmm. people were like, well, whoever wrote these bars, like, you a little slick stuff like that. Well, whoever, whoever wrote these bars, this stuff is hard, whatever. And she won Best rap Out people were going up in arms and whatnot. And I'm just like, guys, why do we do this to women? Like, Lil Millie's young. She's dope. She's great. What if she had that little? I don't, know, I don't know if she's had help. I wasn't in the studio. And if she did, is the song dope? Do you like it? Tough. Like, that's, yeah. that's it. And so I think the fact of the matter is like, I, I just don't, I don't like entertaining the conversation of people being industry plants because we truly don't know. Yeah. We truly don't know. So, cool. Flow Millie, <laughs> I loved it. Loved the
0: project. Absolutely.
1: I ran it several times. It's dope. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, simple as that. Ah oh, man, uh SZA returned. Yeah, different. Hit
1: different. Hit different.
0: Featuring the parsley, the avocado of the music industry, <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign. Shout out to my boy Ahmad uh-huh, Davis. He tweeted the other day, Ty Dolla Sign can't make his own album because he's so busy making everyone else's albums better. Um, but Scissor did her thing on this single. I, I I really enjoyed it. We've been waiting a while to hear her, um, and just her her working with Ty. Her her voice, SZA's content, she's she she's another one of those women who just says whatever. She, there was a video interview she did with Issa Rae yeah. where she talked about <laughs> cheating on her man and how she cheated on him with a dude she knew. They used to ride the Staten Island Ferry together. So is going to do whatever. She's going to say whatever. But she's going to make some heat, too. Yeah. Um, so I love that record. That's one of, like, I, th- I think there's actual crack in that song. Oh it's like, you, you hear it and then you repeat it. You 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 say that hook over and over and over in your head, and I love it. But I want to have a quick quick talk about SZA. Uh, someone on the timeline tweeted after this song came out. She was like, "Yeah, you know, hit, hit different is is cool. Control was really good, but y'all kind of talk about SZA and like put her in this light, and she hasn't really done enough to be one of the like consider one of the top women in, in R and B." And I thought about it, and I was like, "I do love SZA. Control was incredible." Um, and I, I've i had conversations with people where they compare Summer Walker and her. I'm like, well, Summer hasn't really been around enough to really get that comparison. But if you look at Summer's last two years, she's put out like four projects and they've all been pretty good. So I was I was thinking like, you know, what is it about SZA that people kind of, I mean, she's also been around longer. She did put out EPs prior to Control and like all her stuff has been good as well. But in terms of albums, she like, technically, I believe she really only has Control. So it's like, what is it about maybe that or just about SZA? Maybe it's the fact she's with TDE, but, like, she's, she's really up on this, this pedestal. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and it's not that I don't think she's not deserving for it, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I think the criteria changes. Well, what do you think?
1: I think, you know, with SZA specifically, I think people, the reason why, like, you're saying, like, why do people take her out of the conversation of being, like, in the r and like, being one of the women in r or why people are including her?
0: I yeah yeah like I'm 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 trying to explore why she's included even if she might not have the 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 output in terms of like volume of music that people quality. right yeah it's,
1: it's it that's it quality why are we still listening to you know why are we so on our you know on the edge of our seats for Frank for Kendrick cuz when they give us something it's it's nourishing it's nourishing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I think for a lot of people control was one of those things that just over and over and over, anti, yeah. you know, for Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And so, like I've said about this on prior episodes about Summer, if we want to talk about Summer, Summer, I love you. If you ever listen to anyone from Summer's camp, if you, I have a lot of respect for Summer. I just like a specific type of Summer because I feel like that's who she is, and it's mm-hmm. been apparent and clear. Mm-hmm. Summer with live bands over Summer over beats. That's just all mm-hmm. I always say. Live instrumentation, Summer is the best for me. Mm-hmm. but the point is. Summer, like you said, four projects or whatever. And I think people like her. I think people, she's up and coming. She's, I mean, she does stupid numbers and whatnot. But I think her music doesn't hit as as hard yet. And obviously there are different points in their career too, and I'm going to say, and I think the content is way different because of sister's age and Sizz's life experience um, and Summer's age and life experience, so on and so forth. But I uh, didn't mean to get into a Summer Comparison. Kind of no nah. point. Point being, uh, I think that the reason, one of the major reasons you can look at a bunch of different cases for different artists is that when you give us quality, we're gonna hang on to that. And TDE is a specific case. We all know how they are. Like they, it, it, it's so interesting how they they do their approach. And we mean you were talking about it, actually yesterday. We were talking about, and I was I made the point of like TDE and Punch and Top Dog, like they're parenting the all of their kids the same way and that's just like not how it works like certain <laughs> artists should be able to release at a different sort of schedule because that's just who they are like the way they parent kendrick should not be the way they parent <laughs> isaiah Amazing, or the way yeah. they parent zakari or SZA. you know what i'm saying or boogie or any of the others that are cute. all the people that are signed with them when you give the same approach for different artists, it, it, it just doesn't, sometimes it doesn't work. I think in relation to releasing, as we're saying, like, SZA, how long has SZA been saying, I want to put my stuff out? I want to put my stuff out. And we, Basically, don't know since like control. This, <laughs> right, at the same time, too, it's like, at the same time, we don't know the story behind it, too. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's smoke and mirrors, if they were just trying to build anticipation, build hype, yeah. you know, because they knew control was so good to, you know, it would really, like, sit on people for a lot. I know a lot of people who we're still running control.
0: Absolutely, I'm. I, I'm people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm people. I'm right? people. <laughs>
1: right. So, um, you know, we just we also just don't know, man. Yeah, we just yeah. Don't know. But, um, I think SZA, if they can get her on a more, I say, consistent release schedule, so far as her own individual content, I think, I think she's gonna just you know go yeah. out of here because it's it's a realness that people connect with, um, mm-hmm. and that really really love. So. That's that. Yeah, um, that's a fact.
0: Uh, I guess we can get into Summer's project. She dropped to the Life on Earth EP uh, that dropped uh, back in July. Five songs, uh, one party next door feature, and uh, this guy named Noah Noah, who I actually liked. I, I liked. I, I I do like Summer. I, I like the project. A couple songs have grown on me a little more. I thought the features outperformed her. Um, personally, um, it <laughs> it, it was. It, I think it. This was a little. More aligned with the the type of content from summer you might like. Feel free to correct me if if uh, I'm wrong there. It was
1: half and half. It was like yeah, going yeah. close towards it. It's like the you know it's like the ugly step cousin to what I like <laughs> <laughs> from what I liked before. Yeah. Um, and I, it's funny. I saw just really quick. I saw a tweet. I don't know if you saw. I retweeted it. I was like, I, I quoted saying, "I've been saying this for months." It was someone who said like. Summer, you know, because she did that, uh, I think it was Kimmel, or it was one of the late night shows. Mm-hmm. She did a, a, a live performance with all the flowers in her and her and her band, and it sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. It sounded great. Mm-hmm. It was her, and they, the tweet was like, Summer with live bands greater than Summer over beats. I've been saying this. Summer has real talent. Let it show. Just let it show. But anyways, that's enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I and I, I think a little bit of it, a little bit of what you might want to hear and other people want to hear from Summer creeped, uh, crept out in this project, uh, but there were more of the auto-tune type, hip-hop, R&B kind of hybrid type songs too, and it seems like they're trying to continue marketing her that way. Um, she made a really weird comment on Instagram. Um, she did a song with Pop Smoke. Uh, she was on the Mood Swings remix, and someone said, is, is it just me or is this not good? And then she... Oh, she- <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> But, but look, she replies to the comment, like, yeah, uh, I agree. I, I I didn't like it either. I only did it because, like, I was asked twice to do it, to feature on a song with him. Someone wrote the verse for me. I'm just going to take the L on my part, charge it to the game, but love to pop smoke. Let me say, yo, not everything needs to be said. <laughs> like, you had, you really, really, really did not have to say that. Like, you could just that's, let people not like the song.
1: But that's showing, but that's, that's that proves my point. Mm-hmm. They are trying to force her to do stuff she don't want to do, and it's not her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Her music as, like, Grave and all that other stuff, that live-sounding almost like I would have put her in the neo-soul category, that type of music, that's mm-hmm. who she is. But she plays guitar. What are y'all doing? <laughs> she is a, she can be a star, like a real, real big star that has she's a musician, bro. Like mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I mean, you know, they try to force these artists to do certain stuff just because they want numbers and whatnot, but, like, she don't want to do that stuff. Why y'all not listening to her?
0: Anyways, yeah, yeah. Enough yeah.
1: about her. Let's
0: same day. On. Oh well, <laughs> yes. The, we got. Go, same, ahead, go ahead. The same day, Snow Allegra dropped one single, "Dying for Your Love," and stole the day. I I loved it. It was amazing. How how'd you feel about "Dying for Your Love," brother?
1: Something about her voice just—it sends me just—I mm-hmm. did just, its very like. Uh, enticing i think the Mm -hmm. great word brandy was on um, the cosign for jesus and and was uh talking about her voice and like her aura and she said she used the word bohemian Mm -hmm. and i was like that's so accurate and that's why Mm -hmm. i think you know people talk about like snow and sade um snow fills the void to me that sade did because sade in that same essence is like that that very bohemian like well it's kind of just like the voice you know her for the voice and, mm-hmm. and that's the way that's the way i look at snow is like we you know her for the voice man delivery the sound it's just oh i love it i love it I yeah love it.
0: what are you about to say i cut you off my bad.
1: no no no. i was just saying we have a bunch of them here i want oh do yes. some rapid fire <laughs> just quick like yes reaction to them yes um, yes so i'll go future high off life. quick
0: reaction. i hated it <laughs> i didn't listen to it
1: <laughs> chloe and hallie ungodly hour
0: fire fire
1: <laughs> <laughs> unanimous fire. very fire <laughs> Burn a boy twice as tall really good i didn't listen to it but i'm sure it was great but i heard some sort of like from the nigerian community some of the nigerian friends like some like uh mixed feelings about it yeah 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 nas king's disease
0: very very good yeah one of my top projects this year
1: big sean detroit two.
0: good good to hear big sean's in a good headspace okay. i didn't love yeah. it but it was good
1: what didn't you love about it really quick
0: uh it was long and not just and you know p- people will say it's long and like they'll, they'll point out the amount of songs but you also got to look at the actual runtime. you can have 25 yes. songs that are like a minute each and then it's a 25 minute album yes. but this was over an hour like i think big sean's really good i, I, I thought it was a little bloated um and that's right. that's natural for for some albums these days um i think there were some songs where he sounded very sharp there was a clear message that he was trying to get at and then some other ones i think were just kind of there and I hate to use the word filler. we did a whole, whole board meeting on that. But it, it sometimes with, with Sean especially, like it sometimes can feel like there's there's some filler there. Um but I I loved uh the one song The Friday Night Cipher with all those Detroit artists. Um there was a track with Ty dolla sign that was really dope. Uh Lil Wayne was on there. Um and yeah it's 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 just good to hear that Sean is in a much better place mentally than 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 he uh it sounded like he was previously.
1: Right, right right. Um PopCon, fixed date. Did you check hard. out?
0: Hard, very, very good. Two Drake features on there. Very good. Twist and turn. All I need. Love those.
1: Cash Page, Teenage Fever.
0: I didn't finish it, but a couple, couple dope tracks on there.
1: I've only heard a few of her, of her songs. I think she, she can be one of those people that we're talking about in a few years of like,
0: you know. Yeah. really,
1: Really great. Calvin yeah. Harris, The Weeknd.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Over now is hard. One uh, like a so, so, song of the summer type vibe. I'm surprised they didn't release it sooner. But again, you know,
1: life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Juice World. Legends never die.
0: R. Uh, that is uh his first posthumous project as well. Very very good. Did crazy numbers. Um, yeah. So, uh, RP to him. Love Juice World. Good project. Tiana Taylor, the album. Hard. Very very hard. Um, great features. The yeah. yeah,
1: they, they lo- a lot of big writers were on that. A lot of big artists. Like they really, they
0: really. Tiana's the T- the, people love Tiana in the in the industry. Like she, there's there's a lot of. You just yeah, love awesome. and respect for her as as a director, as as an artist, as an actress. So I think a lot of people as do, do want to work with her. Yeah, yeah, dancer too. Absolutely. John Legend, Bigger Love. Really good. Uh, I liked it a lot. You didn't?
1: I mean, I'm a John That's Legend's your man's man. too. That yeah. is... <laughs> so I guess I'd hold him to a different standard, but it was good. There has mm-hmm. good songs on there. It just, for me, it's just like. And, I, you know, I was talking to DeAndre about this. Shout out DeAndre. Me. It's like, what do you know? What do you expect from me? He's in the back, of, back you know, the back nine of his career,
2: the mm-hmm.
1: latter half of his career. And so, like, he did give a solid project. But, you know, he, he does he's a, he's a household name at this point, you know, with the, all the big stuff that he's done. So he's a big celebrity. So he does have to appeal to a bigger audience with some of the stuff that he does. But he has some good producers on there. Camper, shout out Camper. Camper is just killing this entire game right now. So, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it, it was cool. It was mm-hmm. cool. I like was like okay, I accept it. <laughs> J Cole, Lewis Street.
0: Uh, it was a good two pack. Uh, the climb back in Lion King on Ice were cool. I'm looking forward to his album. I, I don't think it'll come out this year, but I'm looking forward to a Cole album for sure. Russ, take you back, featuring Kalani. I really liked it. I, I like that collab. You y'all you know how I feel about Kalani. I'm, I'm also. Oh, I love Kalani. I'm also pretty big on Russ. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not afraid to to say that uh, publicly. I, I
1: respect Russ so so much because of his knowledge
0: of the game, the
1: industry, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Given that, I was just expect. I was expecting it to hit a little harder. Mm. Respect all respect to Russ. Yeah. Let me talk about life on Earth. Black six piece hot.
0: One of my top projects of the year, um, float. Outside, Long Nights, some of my favorite R&B records of the year, Know My Rights, strong feature from Lil Baby. Um, Black just, he, he 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 knows what he's doing. And I, I love him and the next one, uh, Wale, The Imperfect Storm. I love how they, you know, they kind of captured the feelings of Black people in, in the pandemic, of themselves in the pandemic. But they weren't afraid to write love songs as well. Because even if we're inside watching all the riots and protesting like we are still lonely and looking for someone to (laughs) cuddle up with so uh i i respect that they weren't afraid to be themselves uh with these products and to for six song eps to be so strong so yeah wale perfect storm yeah yeah i loved it love that one too uh janae chilombo deluxe cool had a had a feature from Kalani on on BS the song i really love that originally had her so yeah i, I liked it That's it cool
1: and i already know how you feel about the next one but gunna wanna deluxe
0: this is my current rap album of the year uh gunna there's also crack in this album um great to <laughs> great to work out to you can you can throw it on shuffle you 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 can run it through I just think he he's really really dialed into what he he's good at. Um, he knows who to work with. Him and Young Thug have their their collaboration chemistry down to a science. Uh, him and Roddy Rich really killed it. So yeah, I, that's that's my rap album of the year.
1: Chef G, just for y'all, EP.
0: cool. Uh, I I really got hip to him recently. He's he's another one of those Brooklyn drill artists, probably one of the bigger ones. Um, and yeah, he's he's really taking off. He's getting a lot of love um, in and out of New York. So I, I I think.
1: Lil Dirt, just because y'all waited, too.
0: Delice. Good. Good.
2: I, I like
1: see. Dirt. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, Sweetie, Tap-In Remix featuring Jack Harlow,
0: Post, and Baby. I was I was worried <laughs> when I read the names on this. You know, baby has been on a lot. People are a little tired of him. Post Malone on Tap-In, I just couldn't really imagine how he would have sounded. But that did sound like a good Jack Harlow beat. Baby actually killed his verse. Jack Harlow killed his. Post really did not need to be there. Um, but I <laughs> I'm happy for Sweetie that that she she kind of struck gold with another one they're gonna push this really heavy um I don't I don't like how much critique she gets like she, it, it, like you don't look to her for super crazy lyricism you don't look to her for like she's just having fun making music and it's stuff that that we can have fun too I don't I don't think she needs to be taken as seriously as some people take her and and, and not that she shouldn't be taken seriously at all but like people kind of treat her like like, like, like they treat Rhapsody or something, you know. It's so, like, yo, chill out. Like this is two very different artists. Relax.
1: Young T and Bugsy, Don't Rush,
0: featuring the Baby. The song that took over TikTok. Um, I, I thought it was a good look for the Baby to jump on a track like this. We've never heard him work with any type of Afro beats type artists. I don't. I yeah. can't recall and unless I mean, it's been some trap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some low key stuff. So and and he actually killed his verse. So yeah, I liked yeah. it.
1: Black is king. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. Unreal. Like I, I follow this one photographer. Uh, Taylor, shout out to Taylor Junior. He was saying like this type of inspiration should not be for free. Like (laughs) (laughs) you should have to pay for this type of stuff. Uh, Victoria Monet's album. I don't know if you caught that. I did not. It was fantastic. Jaguar, her uh, debut release. She her pen like is known in the industry. She writes for a lot of people. She wrote on B7 as well. Um, She's a fantastic writer, fantastic singer, a great artist. Excited for her success. Kanye Travis single. Washed in the blood.
0: Mm, it was eh, i didn't really like it it was um interesting hearing travis scott on a song like that um especially because like it's it was rumored that him and Kanye were beefing and he made stop trying to be god and it, the people yeah. thought that was aimed at Kanye. and then he's on a religious type song with Kanye. i don't know it was weird but i didn't i didn't really like it much
1: right sam smith "Brenner boy my oasis
0: Hard. Another one of my favorite songs this summer. Um, Sam Smith, I can't think of a bad Sam Smith song and I can't think of a bad Burna Boy song. And hearing them together, hearing that Sam can match Burno and like, it, it was, it was. Sam's hip. Yeah. Sam be knowing. Low key yeah. Sam be knowing. You know?
1: mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. He's, he's trying to make a comeback and he's been releasing a lot of stuff. And I think it's just not getting the attention that I think it deserves. But, you know, Sam is, he's still out here working. Don't yeah. think Sam Smith is not out here anymore. Yeah. Uh Bieber Holy featuring chance.
0: Uh it was cool. I liked it. Uh, I listened once. It was cool. <laughs> it
1: was yeah. Uh we talked about WAP already. Usher, bad habits.
0: Hard. The 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 <laughs> man he just <laughs> he he. He's, he's Usher. usher. He's, he's Usher. He's not
1: gonna fail. Logic uh, his retirement album.
0: I'm gonna admit, I, I haven't listened. Um Logic was
1: single. The, what is it called? Dad Bot or it's, I don't know. Maybe. Listen, <laughs> you know, do your thing, Logic. I know people give him a lot of hate. I mean, yeah. you know, it's one of those things Just like, why y'all hating on him, man? He's just trying to live his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good for you, Logic. Do your thing, brother. I hate yeah,
0: I, I wish him much peace in, in retirement. Even if I wasn't interested, I, I never want an artist to have a bad experience unless they suck as a person. Oh my and God. he doesn't no, suck no. as a person. So, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: Alicia Keys just came out
0: my crush yeah. my childhood crush mm, mm, mm.
1: it I, th- I thought it was fantastic um, mm-hmm. it was interesting though i would say like the last like three songs two songs i don't know how many it was just ballads like her and the piano and i was surprised at some of the engineering choices that they did like uh, they had you know i can get technical with it but some of the stuff i like i was like oh it's more of a li- it feels live, so like she mm. sound like she did run through. So there's a few like little moments, you know. People be trying to critique Alicia's vocals and stuff like that. Like ah, Alicia can sing, yeah, she mm. can sing, you know. Like her, I think her voice is a specific type of voice. You have to really get into it, but and she's also gotten older. People lose range as they get older, but I'm alluding to certain things. But yeah, go listen to it and check it out. I thought the album was fantastic. She's on a different variety of different type of of beats and songs, great production. And also, too, like, she's in the back nine of her career as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I'm excited that she put this out. It's still a high-level high product.
0: And she got Samfa outside, bro. Samfa, Sampha. Sampha. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it, but, bruh. <laughs> I miss him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was good to hear his voice as well.
0: Yes, now sir. We this next man. The Hive.
1: He is... I don't know what he's on, but he needs to stay on it. Basically yes. King. keen hooligans and hooligans and
0: then critics yeah very 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 good that's that's really all all like he he i feel like he's like a hybrid of so many different types of artists like i hear thug in him but then i hear kendrick and then i I hear a little bit of drake sometimes and like he he, he sounds like one of those people who they would label a mumble rapper but he'll, he'll bar you up and you you can hear exactly what he's saying. Then he's got range, he'll hit you with a melody. Like his his album from 2019, To Die for my B-I-T-C-H. We're trying to not curse these days. <laughs> it's still one of my favorite um, albums of 2019. I think he's just he knows how to make music that sounds good. It's as simple as that. He knows how to make music that people like to hear. He's associated with the right people. Drake Cosign, Kendrick Cosign. There was a leak of a Kendrick song that I think uh, either Kendrick referenced for him or he's referencing for Kendrick and it sounds crazy. And I, I I hope that they work together more.
1: Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, they are cousins, they're Mm. familial connection. Uh, But I think forsaking that familial connection, like that's not why he's on. He's on and I think he's getting on because he's just dope. Like His visuals are interesting. He's creative. It's his approach is creative. The the sounds are creative, The, the delivery, like, He's very quotable. He has these cool one lines. Like, he's like, just go to your room. Like, when he said that, I just la- laughed. Like, he's he's engaging. He's very yeah. engaging. And it's hard. His beats are hard. They're unique. They're different. And he just finds good pockets. I'm really excited for Baby. King. Yeah. Conway, last Conway.
0: Conway, the machine, Griselda Boy. I loved his project. I think he is my favorite rapper of, of the three. Um, and, yeah, the, the man is just, he, he'll bar you up. He He gave us the woke, conscious stuff uh barred up with method man of course gave us a a griselda track as well um we I really really enjoyed that um and I'm planning to to bump it some more so yeah shout out to to Conway.
1: Nice 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 all right y'all that was our out of office segment we tried to get three months in crammed in (laughs) in a little bit of time. You know that took a little bit but I hope y'all enjoyed that out of office segment. Let us know what we missed on social media. I know there's just it's just too much stuff we can't include everything but I know we missed a few things. There's some big honorable mentions that we probably missed, but let us know what we missed, y'all, all right? Mm-hmm. Moving on into the half and half, y'all. I'm sipping some new stuff today. Okay. Two, we're getting different there. Sipping on some kombucha. Kombucha, what is that? For those who don't know, it's a probiotic tea. It's fermented tea. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I believe it's Chinese. Uh, the original, which was like from China. But um, I could be wrong. But anyways, this is macaberry Berry flavored. So it's black currant, aronia, and macaw root. maca, I don't know. maca I don't know. But anyways, it's good. It's good for you. Uh, probiotics, I mean, it's good for your gut health. It's good for energy uh, with, the, with the aronia and macaw root, uh, black currants, antioxidants, all types of stuff like that. So I'm going to be going in and out of tea, kombucha, and some other type of healthy drinks this this happened at this for this season so uh, our half and half is coming out of complex this is why people are tuning out kanye west's important message about the music industry it's about andre g shout out andre um, and we're going to kind of talk about this in the board meeting a little bit more but the idea is that what's going on now is that people there this has been a sort of a renaissance and an awakening of people understanding their worth as content creators as artists and it's it just not just music it's gonna span a lot of things in which the you know saying content creators taking back what is owed to them in this sort of like I said renaissance and revolution of saying we are owed what we are owed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the discussion is talking about, of course, Kanye's ownership and rights, specifically Kanye being the figure that he is versus the message that he is giving out. And I think that oftentimes, like I said, we were talking about in a conversation earlier, is that oftentimes we shoot down the me- you know we forsake the message and we try to shoot the messenger because of the messenger. So Kanye has been right about a lot of stuff, I think in his message, but he's wrong and a lot of, a lot of stuff in his message as well. And so he's like the boy that cried wolf, you know, we said, we've heard so many things from him, that just <coughs> like, whatever. But I think what he's saying has true merit. Uh, and, you know, he does it in his own dramatic fashion of how he gets these ideas out. But the article goes on to discuss, you know, and we've seen in this past, uh, little while we've seen him, urinating on a Grammy, one of his <laughs> Grammys. Uh, we talked about, you know, his, he's in a dispute with I believe, Universal Music Group and a few others uh, about his master's. There's been some controversy coming out about possibly Jay-Z being a part of that discussion. into mm-hmm. um, we'll that eventually. But um, this happened after, you know, it, it's really interesting because, you know, Kanye was talking about, all the different artists, and this is not a new struggle, you know, artists trying to reclaim their masters. I mean, Sierra and Russell, wasn't Russell gifted Sierra her masters. It's just like a weird concept, you know, for those who don't understand about masters. Masters are essentially the ownership rights, one part of the ownership of the the song. The song is split into two parts, but the masters is really like how you get paid, now your kids' kids kids eat off of that. And oftentimes in these contracts, um, Kanye did post his whole contract. Well, um, (laughs) In these contracts oftentimes sort of labels when they they have this thing called a recoupment where they basically like it's essentially a loan they give you a loan for this money but they have to get all that back so they give you an advance they'll pay for the studio they'll pay for uh, features they'll pay for producers they'll pay for all the stuff but you have to recoup that and they recoup that based off the masters and so the streaming and ownership of the song and so over time artists want to own that because that's really how artists eat especially if there's no tours and no shows going on yeah. so i think that is kind of probably pushed and been the impetus for getting people to awaken to say like y'all need to own your masters because it's been it's been that ghosted conversation in the back that whisper in the back saying own your masters own your masters like get your masters they're like it's really in the forefront now it's a loud voice so that's a half and half. I think you know. I didn't want to get too deep because we're going to discuss that in the board meeting. But yeah, um, that is our half and half. I'm sipping my on my kombucha. Health aid, yo, y'all get at me. Health aid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big sponsorship. Uh, we want to jump into our employee of the month. Uh, this is someone I wanted to give them a full month since we took our break at the end of season one. So our employee of the month once again is our girl Alexis Salke. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ooh, all That's right. She does a lot. Alexis is a creative director, brand consultant, and host. If you saw uh, Talawa Productions all over your social media, that's her, um, responsible for a bunch of different creative and visual c- consultation for all types of creative stuff. She's also a grad student at NYU. Uh, I'm a big fan of her uh, website. She ran uh, A for Alexis uh, prior to rebranding. Um, through that, she developed a docu-series for women in music uh, called the IM Series, and that featured Stay Busy alum Regina Cho and uh, Imaris Reyes. She directed our Stay Busy commercial and photo shoots like One of the Boys featuring our creative dude Kevin joseph uh she also runs the drop it was a bi-weekly uh thing on her instagram story where she shouted out different creatives doing things in fashion and music and the what have you and she makes her own playlist called the a-list mad clever um and she's hosted events with a boogie and asap ferg so alexis is pretty much the embodiment of stay busy and that's the home girl. Nice. um got to see her this summer um she's been she's been working she's always working so one more time our employee of the, of the month alexis
2: Yes, Alexis.
0: We go all right, Uh-oh. let us, it's time. It's been a while, but we are jumping back. Yeah, I know the best song wasn't the single. Let's jump into the slide deck.
2: The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't
0: either. All right, um, so what you got for us today, brother? I have a song from an artist that
1: I think y'all are really going to love because he's very unique he's his own thing and that's why i love him uh, this is racket by durand bernard all right why would i wanna be
2: quiet
1: Ain't never hurt nobody Sooner or later or up uh, at the logic You think that you can't do. Sure, Chan Get the fuck up off of my head, man Thank you everybody that came to donate I got you next time Better slide to your state. It'll be worth it Cause the number shit's great Why you think they're trying to Hot me like a keepsake? I think
2: you're scared, baby What I look like next to you You might be scared, baby Don't want me to do better than you Don't want me to be better if I be better than you. Oh, you don't want me to be better. Oh, I just can't be better. If I be better than you. Okay. All right. All, All
1: right. That so is some strong. heat. That is some heat. Duran Bernard, for those who don't know, Duran Bernard is a uh, backup singer for Erika Badu. So people don't know that, but he is coming into his own. He was on Bubba, Renata's last project as a feature. He featured on Anderson Pax, the last project, background vocals. The man is a vocal uh, aficionado, I would say. Amazing vocals, unique voice, the way he uses his voice. He's kind of like a, a like a funky, like, talk stuff type of guy. Like, he, he's, 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 he's really funny. He's really yeah. interactive on his IGN. And I love the way that comes together on that music. You can hear the backgrounds. You can hear just the range of voice he's a baritone so he uses that deep voice i just love that you know what i'm saying we, we don't have that
0: yeah no nah, it, was, it was a lot of different layers he he, <laughs> he he caught me when he when he took it up on on that one that one part i was oh, all right <laughs> duran you got it so yeah I'm, I, I definitely want to hear hear more from him um my uh slide for today garden rain uh by jazz karis produced by alex blake isaac adowasi and uh, malik venner
1: I got a rain He's rough around the edge Like a dollar stain He's messing with my
2: head I can see the stars When I close my eyes I'm addicted to another life On his golden throne He's playing with my mind Can't come to the phone I'm getting left behind in another world A never-ending dream I'm addicted to a fantasy So walk on out Mm -hmm. And do the things you do to make me stay in love Yeah, walk on out I won't call, I won't
0: write Cause my pride is enough I was like that. Garden Rain, Jazz Karis. kind of took the took the mood down a little bit, but I I, I love it. I love it. It does um, sound
1: like some Garden Rain. I love
0: that. <laughs> I love yeah. when the
1: titles feel like, you know, the songs feel like the title.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my boys, uh, Le- Leslie, Sam, and uh, uh, NT put me on to her. She's from London, actually, UK. Um, this is the first song on her project. I heard it. Uh, it's, uh, the project's called All As on You. I heard it. I loved it immediately. I was like, yeah, that's going to be one of my slides eventually. Yeah, so right. tap into Jazz Cares Garden Rain. And as y'all know, season two, this uh, Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist will be live on all platforms. Uh, the link is in our ig and twitter bio artists 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 if you would like your slide to be played send it to us send it to us we uh, if it's hot we're gonna play it we'll, we'll definitely give you some feedback regardless and um yeah we we want to use this to um give a platform to more independent artists like um, my brother nick here himself um so artists send us your tracks you know we're we, we gonna be honest, but don't be afraid. Look, you, you gotta know you're you gonna get some, some compliments, you're gonna get some criticism. That's just the game, but that's, right, how, exactly. that's how you get better. That said, it's board meeting time. First board meeting of the season. Are you ready? Ready for Let's the board meeting? Go, man. So, you and I, as ambitious, uh, ambitious individuals uh, with this podcast, you know, our, our goal isn't to just keep it at, at the listenership that we have. We want to expand. Uh, we want to be a household brand. When you hear Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, yeah, you think you think of us, you think of the brand, you think of the the, the merch that will be rolling out. Uh, but the reality is to become a big media conglomerate, if you do it the independent way, it takes a lot of time and it may not always work out. A lot of these uh, these talents that we know and we love, they have to go to these bigger companies for the funding. And sometimes they don't own the content that they um, are putting out and that we enjoy and we consume and we love. And that leads to some very tense situations like we're seeing uh, with Kanye West. And this is both in music and podcasting. Because um, we're going to get, yeah, thing. just content in general. Just yeah. being, being a, a creator is one of the most difficult things because you want to put so much of your love and your passion into the art but managing the business with all these different legal terms and these contracts and these and these 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 these, uh, clauses and stuff is there there's a lot that you know you as the creator aren't prepared for and you know oftentimes people will say oh well well why do you sign to labels or why do you sign to these big companies if, if if you know what's going on it's like well it's it's deeper than that you know exactly A lot of creators don't go into what they do expecting to be taken advantage of, you know, so these companies tell us, you know, we love this album, or we love what you've done, or we love your podcast, we want to sign you. And you're like, oh, bet, they're they're throwing me a a mil or whatever to to do this, a million dollar advance? Yeah, I'm gonna take that. You know, uh, not not a lot of creators when they're, you know, really looking to profit off of what they're doing, they might not think of the back end, the long term and getting into a situation where they have to fight for the rights to their content, because you don't think that someone is going to, to treat you in that way. So we've got a, a slate of a bunch of different situations to get into. Um, you all are very aware. I'm a big uh, Joe Budden podcast fan. Uh, Joe Budden himself, uh, the podcast has been exclusive to Spotify since September 2018. And it was number one from the day it got there up from to time. now when when, when, when when they signed and like on launch day, they crashed the platform. Uh, J- Joe. Joe uh, increased their audience by 900 percent or something like that. <laughs> I know, yeah. It was it was just a very very crazy performance, and Spotify was kind of behind the eight ball in terms of podcasting. So Joe Budden's podcast success showed them how much money there is in it, and then that's when we see Spotify um signing other big podcasters like you know um the The Ringer with Bill Simmons or Joe Rogan or Michelle Obama or even mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, and it's like you know. So Joe sees this and they try to get off for Christmas and New Year's Eve and they're not giving off for Christmas and New Year's Eve because they were tied to a contract and they were expected to to, to put out a certain number of episodes. But it's like, well, you wouldn't think signing the contract to make sure that you get off for Christmas and New Year's Eve because that just seems like it's a given. Those are those are holidays that a lot of different people uh, celebrate or just around that time. There's a there's a slate of different things that people uh, recognize and observe. and then to kind of really just kind of to me it seemed like a spit in their face instead of getting the vacation days they were offered rolexes and then told the ones that they picked out were too expensive (laughs) so the consolation gift that they were offered instead of getting the vacation days or getting the information that they felt that they were entitled to when they given that they brought so much to spotify they didn't get they didn't even get their 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 consolation prize um and So, you know, for us as podcasters, I know uh, me in particular, and not that this means Spotify is evil, although that is the narrative among a bunch of podcasters. Um, For me, I, I, you know, I was like, yo, a Spotify deal would be amazing. One one of my biggest, um, uh, someone I really look up to, not to deal with Spotify, and I saw what he did for them and what it did for him as well. And now it's like, okay, well, these these platforms that we look up to and we really love, now we have to consider, oh, do they really appreciate our content do they really appreciate us or is it just what they bring uh what we bring to the platform um so for you as as an artist seeing you know the kanye stuff and and the yeah. megan the stallion stuff and we can go all the way back to, to, to de la soul they're still in in talks with tommy boy records trying to get their back catalog it's been a long dispute there's a quote from kelvin mercer that says you know we're in the library of congress but we're not even on on itunes <laughs> Your your music is in the Library of Congress, but because of some some bad deal or some some label that doesn't want to give up your masters because they don't appreciate you as much as you thought, you can't even be on iTunes and like some of your stuff isn't even streamable. So all of this considered, uh, you as both an artist and a podcaster, um, how how does this empower how you're going to move forward? Um, You know, given you with you you do have your background in, in labor law. Shout out to ILR. Um, but there's there's a lot that we probably still don't even know and a lot that we have to consult someone for and their fees associated with that that we might not be able to cover. It's just a lot, so I'm sorry. How does how it empower you? Gonna no,
1: I, I completely understand that. And I mean, it's interesting because, you know, you think about, like, kind of what our responsibility is as independent artists, right? You know, it's kind of one of those situations where, like, you hear people about, like, Russ. Like, Russ is there's a lot of voices in the independent artist realms we've talked about and always providing resources, you know, advice and tips. And his main thing is, just like, if you get screwed on a contract, I don't feel bad for you. And I think that's a pretty aggressive approach to take, but that's a very like, his point being is that there's so many resources, free resources to to begin to understand some of this murky water. That is the music business in relation to how labels can screw you and how they can't right? And just business deals in general, because it's not just labels. It's you know publishing deals. There's all types of different deals that you have to understand that's how you get paid as an artists. And if you do want to partner, like like Nipsey did, you know, shout out Nipsey um, with Atlantic towards you know the end of his, uh, towards like the last, I think for Victory Lap is when he we partnered with them. He said it was a partnership deal. He knew exactly what the deal he wanted. He had been approached many times before by labels and knew what he wanted. Brent Faiers is another independent artist who knows specifically what he wants from a label. And I remember there was an interview, they were talking about the highest they were gonna offer him was 18%. And that was astronomically high for a young artist, 18%. Just 18%, huh? That makes no sense. So if you, because we can do the entire process nowadays, you don't need a label to pay for your student's time. You don't need all a lot of people record projects in their house, full things. You have to, I think there is some responsibility to understanding the business that is on the artist side. You have to know what a publishing deal is. You have to know the typical structures. You don't need to know all the crazy legal terms, but you should have a general idea of what things are, right? So when you hear certain things, you're like, that's fake. That's weird. I need to have someone look over this. And so there is a sort of onus on the artist to educate yourself because there's so many resources to do so. However, on the other side of that, there are people who are just naturally manipulative in business and they want to manipulate you. you know, the structure of the business, of the music business, is that, you know, you pay the, the labels paid up all this upfront money for you to then give it back to them in the form of, you know, as we say, recruitment for them taking pieces of your pie from your publishing, from the concerts, the tour, and that's 360 and so on and so forth. But me as an independent artist, I understand like I'm not averse to labels. I'm averse to the idea of no ownership or not partner. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think to get there for independent artists, you have to have leverage. Why would a label want to partner with you as opposed to taking more of the pie? You know what I'm saying? When they're putting up all this upfront stuff. Because at the end of the day, there are doing, the labels do serve that sort of purpose As so far as they have a different type of reach. And that's, you know, like I was watching videos and interview saying like, they just have different connections to different stuff. Like you Know radio press tours across the country, putting you in international markets if you're viable in those sort of markets. Just so many ways to get creative, but I think being an independent artist, too, you have to have either yourself you are the person driving the business and you have that mindset of like you're thinking about how can I finesse it and put it and do all the marketing, publicity, publicity, all that you think about, all that stuff, or you. If you're an artist's artist, and like, you just want to create, but you don't want to sign your life away, then you need to build a team around you of people. And you don't necessarily need, you know, have to have a lawyer. A lot of people don't realize, like, to read a contract, you just have to know what you specifically want in there just be familiar with the language and whatnot. You don't always need a lawyer, but in relation to labels, I do suggest that you get someone who knows the, the sort of the, the terminologies and where labels may put the little loopholes and little, like, sneaky stuff, backdoor stuff like so. I think at the end of the day, I I have to agree and say that the onus now is on the artist to really understand stuff. There are manipulative contracts out there. We can't change that fact, right? And that's why it's so much on the artist to understand what you're getting yourself into, and don't just sign when you hear a big number. Don't just sign. Master P they offered him a million. He said, "Wait, wait, wait." He turned it down. If y'all offer me a million in this sort of crooked system, how much am I really worth? And that's the, that's the question, you know. So it's like. But if you do get in a contract, I don't know. It, it is strange. Like, on your contract, I don't know how you do that. There's a lot of contracts that are just disgusting, like Kanye's. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they broke it down on um, DJ Booth, um, his deal with Rockefeller and his deal with um, UMG. His deal with Rockefeller was deemed unfavorable. There was a tweet that came out that said um, – Jay Z sold the masters of Kanye's first six albums to get back the masters for his own album. And now we mm. know Kanye and Jay Z's relationship has been very, um, there's been some some bumps in the road souring. Yeah. Um, and like even early on, if you remember Kanye's song "Big Brother," which sounds like a tribute to Hove. You know, he he makes a couple points in there talking about different moments where he was upset with Hove or Hove kind of did him dirty. So it's like this has been a long-standing thing between you two, and Hove really gave kanye that platform so looking back if you're thinking of kanye you're a producer who's trying to do something who's trying to make your own music and be big you you might just sign anything back like you know kanye might not have been thinking about years down the road getting his masters wanting to to just be free and and that you know he would be locked into something that he didn't have that freedom um and it's it's a really really good article shout out to dj booth for just that breakdown a lot of legal terms that, that i don't know and like admittedly these are things that we all should be a lot more aware of um, you know if, if we're going to be critiquing the music I think we should also understand because I, I I always say when, when you can understand the business you can understand why the art kind of moves the way that it does like well why right. certain why certain artists you know might release a certain amount of times or why mm-hmm. they might not be able to put anything else out at all or well why they're complaining about their label but they're still signed to their label like there's there's,
1: understand the why more
0: there's so many different things that that like we don't know and you know and it's funny when we were talking earlier about you know SZA and TDE a lot of people think that that's part of the TDE rollout where different artists complain about how their music isn't coming out but then you see Kanye talking about how you know he's he's a slave within his contract and you know if, if you look at uh his contract and how he wasn't able to retire it's like well <laughs> if you, I what, what do you mean I can't stop making music when I feel like I'm done making music I have to make music for y'all forever like that's that's very pretty predatory and you know, that's, that's something that someone who was more more educated might've been able to catch. And again, you're not thinking about that when you see million dollar advances and all this and all that. And they, and they give you a chain the day that you sign and like stuff like this, like it, it, it really feels like this whole grandiose gesture and you're kind of deceived into something that'll end up screwing you in the long run. Um, so yeah, you know his 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 Twitter rant. He he wants to get Drake and Kendrick and Taylor Swift together. He feels he's in the same situation as Taylor Swift, and he just wants everyone to get their masters back. That's his plan. And then uh, Hit Boy, uh, in the midst of all of the all of Kanye's tweets, he came out with some pretty pretty heavy stuff saying that Kanye stopped messing with him because he was producing for Beyonce and you know Hitboy helped him make Niggas in Paris and, and a bunch of other tracks and he's been locked into a deal with a, a universal music publishing group for 14 years that he doesn't like and and he still wants to get out of it and he said you know like Kanye's right. The music industry is trash. Like that's the, the, that's the thing. A lot of people have, have been saying Kanye is right, but it's like you said before, it's who the messenger is and who he stood next to the last few years, working with six, nine, being friends with Donald Trump. And it's a lot of different things. So it's, it's, it's almost difficult to sympathize for Kanye in this situation. Uh, Whereas, you know, Megan back in March with hers, like those, everyone pretty much rallied around her, um and de la soul of course being legends the legends that they are everyone's like yo ha- come on like we're like regardless of like these legal terms and all, there's just like certain principles like this is de la soul <laughs> you get, give them their back catalog
1: you would think you would think yeah. but these people like and that's the thing about a lot of the art and a lot of the sports and just content people like the people who are the ones making a lot of business decisions don't get it they're they're ne- they've never created anything in their life you Know what I'm saying? These yeah. are people who are just looking at zeros and ones and thinking, Well, no, this doesn't make sense for that. This not an- like people don't understand that you know, culture is the currency. That's another nephew. So, quote, quote there is like when you can trade the culture, that's really what makes things move. Money always follows, money always comes and moves. Like, I don't know what the specific situation is with De La Soap for them to not be on streaming, they're not on streaming,
0: they're not on iTunes. <laughs> it
1: just like, certain things just don't make sense. So, like, don't you want to get more money off of them? Why are they, you know? So, that, And that's where you get into the, the things like greed that play a part, and you know, like, personal vendettas and these things that play a part in, in, in the role in the business and the industry that are just truthfully sickening. And it's just very, very frustrating to see, like, that this sort of stuff happens. But, like I said, it's it's nowadays, given, like, how much access to information there is now, you know, Kanye, was you know, around in a different type of time with the contract and so on and so forth. And uh, he's a, I think he's a smart businessman, but I truthfully believe he's like a creator's creative. Like mm-hmm. he that that's really where he lives and he exists, um, even though he has built up a bunch of businesses and whatnot, because for him to even have all the access to lawyers and resources and all this stuff to be in these crazy contracts, it's just like, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm putting all the responsibility on the artist, like, I think the naturally, it's just been so. The music industry is so notorious for that exploit of artists. Yeah. Way back.
0: And you just never think it's gonna be you too.
1: You never think it's gonna be you. Mm -hmm. That's a fact too. But it's just like, artists, look, you have to understand the purpose of labels and what they're setting out to do. They're setting out to make money. Make sure that their bottom line is. You know, we're in an industry where they put. There's a lot of upfront costs and not a lot of guarantee that you're gonna get that money back. Mm-hmm. same to fi- same as film you know what i'm saying that there's all this money that's put into a production budget and hopefully it does well in the box office type thing you know what i'm saying so in that with that said like you said understanding the business you see how the art moves and mm-hmm. like what choices are made with the art and so i think artists who want to protect themselves and understand like where their really their worth is you have to you have to get comfortable ba- you know with some basics of the business man like, and don't just sign when you hear numbers. You don't sign because TLC, way back when Left I did that video of a breakdown, like how could you sell 10 million records and be broke? People don't understand. Boom, off rip, your recoup costs, right? So the label got to get their money. Boom, and then producer fees, publishing, whoever owns stuff. Boom, Uncle Sam, cut that up out of there because you're in a different tax bracket. Then if you're in a group, split it how many other ways? And look back, out of that big piece of the pie, what you got left. So, you know, long story short, I think there is an uh, an onus on artists to really understand because a lot of contracts are predatory. Basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're always trying to see what they can get out of you and their bottom line is the money. Their bottom line is not doing you right. And that's, it's kind of like, you know, Joe had kind of noticed that when he was talking, it's like, well, at the end of the day, like, I guess I got to honor my contract. Um,
0: yeah. And
1: so, it's it's a really
0: tough situation, but, but
1: you know,
0: artists. Layers. It's layers. There's, there's a lot of layers to it. And, yeah, I think doing your due diligence, as long as – in an ideal world, you can be self-sufficient. You can do all this yourself. But it's not an ideal world, you know some artists feel like they, they need these big machines, these labels. And, you know, at, at the very least, if you can arm yourself with the knowledge, equip yourself with the knowledge where you can get yourself out of a bad situation, or if you have to go to litigation, go to court with someone that right. you have a foot to stand on, absolutely do that. Um, Z from DJ Booth, he's big on telling artists, you know, don't take the manager that that a label gives you, like f- find your own management team outside of it. It's the same with legal because if they're working for the label, they're probably looking for the label's best interest. So find your own or manage yourself, but also be aware like, You know, don't get a finance manager and another manager, and then them taking all these different percentages from you, and then you're you're really not even making as much from your art as as you deserve to. There's it's really a lot of different like nooks and crannies and nuances Mm -hmm. to be aware of. It's it's tough. Like I, you know, as as a podcaster entering that space, I'm learning it. But for artists who have been enduring this for years, and clearly labels, there's so much that they didn't want you guys to know. I I really really feel bad because there's so many people that we really love who have been caught up in in these slave-like deals and like even Kanye you know coming out saying how he feels he he was consistently going over his budget his budget at at UMG and getting crazy advances but all all, all of that and he's still not satisfied because he's still not fully in control of what he wants to be in control with so yeah I mean you know success on the surface it seems incredible and behind the scenes you could be you could be drowning so we just always want uh independent artists to to really be aware of what they're getting themselves into i i personally admire anyone who's committed to building on their own you you, you see the numbers you see how you can get spotify personalized ads from a label and mm-hmm. people run to that but you know the people who are you know really grinding it out building up on their own um the, those are the people who are who are going to be better for it so exactly. uh shout out to y'all and um yeah, you know, I just I I just want to see this industry be better. Um that's 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 it. I don't
1: know if you don't get that my brother. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, people got to be better first for yeah. the industry to get better, but people are greedy naturally. So yeah. Like, well, not and, naturally, but I think the system you know makes people
0: greedy. And that's the craziest part is that you know people always say, "Oh, it's it's the industry." It's like, "Well, the industry doesn't exist without the people." <laughs> so, you're right. Like the, the the people have to want to be want to be better first. Um mm-hmm. So, Hey, let's all just strive to be better. Let's, let's, let's love one another. Let's, let's, cause I don't, you know, I, I personally like when Twitter is fun when we can just debate (laughs) stuff and we can like, I don't like seeing artists complain about not being able to be themselves and be free. Like that's, that's crazy to see in 2020. Like that's, that's, and it's, it's, it's a weird time, but yeah. (sighs) (sighs) That's our board meeting bulletin board. I don't know of anything going on. I mean, people they kind of reopened outside uh, in like limited ways. My, my gym, my gym is allowing twenty five percent capacity, so I'm, I'm in there again. We back. Um, certain places allowing indoor dining. I haven't seen. I've seen a couple of driving concerts. Division did like three in Toronto. I think the baby did one. And uh, but if you got y'all got anything coming up that y'all know of, or any events that you're hosting, local events, comedy shows, concerts that are safe that are non-contagious send them and we will put them on on our bulletin board um man stay busy is back busy is back the boys are back we we missed y'all very heavy episode a lot a lot a lot that we covered but hey when you're gone and things are happening you got to come back you got to run remind the world how busy you are that said i am armand that's my boy nick early yeah y'all probably gonna see him in in the studio once this once (laughs) he's back but um until then, stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. New outro,
1: y'all.
0: Oh, yeah. Check out the new outro.
1: Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been
2: out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right, if you miss me. Oh, yeah. I've been out yeah. In the-
1: The vibe. Got the vibe, they put, put you on. Got the slides, Got the
2: slides. I'm, the I'm the size.
1: Running down, down. know he hold it down. baby girl, baby girl, how you feelin'? Hey.
2: I've been out in the world, staying busy, yeah. taking time, getting right if you miss me. Why? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Yeah.